the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, this is Pastor Dale O'Shills of Church of the Redeemer in Gaithersburg, Maryland. I want to invite you to tune in to our weekly radio program titled Practical Living right here on WAVA every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. And I also would encourage you to join us for one of our weekend worship services. All the information about services and locations can be found at our website at church-redeemer.org. That's church-redeemer.org. Welcome to Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. We pray that through this message, you will learn how to apply God's Word and truth to your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us. Today we continue a series of messages we've been involved in for this summer called The God of Promises. Hallowed be your name. I want to talk to you today about the God who makes us whole, the God who makes us Promises are very powerful things in our lives. It's very important for us to understand the value of a promise. When someone gives you a promise, it it produces, it creates hope in your life. And we all need hope. But a promise is only as good as the promise maker. A promise will give you hope as long as you know that that promise maker has the ability to deliver on the promise and the integrity to stand behind the promise that has been made. And our God is not only a promise maker, our God is a promise keeper. He never makes a promise that he doesn't keep. He always fulfills everything that he declares he is going to do. And we learn about the promises of God by studying the pages of Scripture. We learn about the promises of God by understanding the nature of God. The more you know about God, the more you will know what God promises to you by who He is. And that's why in this series of messages, we're looking at the names of God. Because as we unpack the names of God, it allows us to understand the nature of God, who God is, and what God wants to do in each one of our lives. We've talked about Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord who is our victor, our banner, Jehovah Shammah, the God who is present. We've talked about Jehovah Shalom, the God who is our peace. Today, I want to talk to you about Jehovah Makedesh. Say his name with me, Jehovah Makedesh, Jehovah Yahweh, the I am, that I am, Jehovah Makedesh, I am the God who makes you holy. Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. That is, we need to understand the names of God, and God is so great and so majestic and so tremendous that one name is not sufficient to describe his character. And so today we're going to take a look at one of those eight compound names of God, Jehovah Makedesh. The first principle or the first truth that we learn is that God is holy. God is holy. The name Jehovah Makedesh is found in the book, the Old Testament book of Leviticus. There are 27 chapters in the book of Leviticus. If you've ever read this during your devotional time, you will find that the book of Leviticus contains all kind of laws and rituals and 
aspects concerning the worship of Israel, the moral decisions of Israel, the lifestyle, the social practices of Israel. God was preparing his people to live in the land of promise and gives them lots of laws. But the main theme of the book of Leviticus, where you find the name Jehovah Makedesh, there is one theme running through all 27 chapters, and that theme is holiness, holiness that our God is a holy God. Now, holiness is oftentimes thought of as a very negative word in some people's minds. Holy, that means there's certain things that God doesn't want me to do. There's, God is sort of being very rigid, things that he wants me to step away from in my life. And while that may be, may be true, and we'll talk more about that in just a few moments, you and I must understand that the concept, the term holy is not a negative term. It's actually a very positive word. It means this, to be holy, I'll give you the basic definition, means to be set apart or to be uncommon not affected by the common. So God is set apart. God is holy. And I'm going to use an illustration today to help us to understand what holiness is all about. What is holiness about? I have a pitcher full of water here, and I have two glasses. And if I were to invite you to the platform for some fresh water, let's say you're very thirsty today, you want a drink of water I'm going to provide you the option of two different glasses to drink from. That glass or that glass. If you're smart and you approach this as a chocolate milk, by the way. (laughs) If you're smart, you'll approach the platform and you'll not really have to think about which cup you're going to drink from, right? Because you realize that this this cup is filled up with all kind of mud and dirt and trash. And I can see things floating on the top. I have no idea really what's in here, but it's nasty. I can tell you that. And so if you were to drink from one of these two cups, if you're smart, you'll be like me and you'll drink from this cup. I sure hope they cleaned this glass before I drank today. What I want you to see is this is what it means to be holy or unholy. This is an unholy cup. This is a holy cup. This is an unclean cup. This is a clean cup. This is, we might say, an unrighteous, impure cup. This is a clean glass. There's a difference between the two. You and I need to recognize that when it comes to God, God is pure God is holy. God is righteous. There is no impurity in him whatsoever. And now we discover this amazing statement that God gives us in the book Leviticus where he reveals this to us, his nature. Look at what he says. So set yourselves apart to be, to be what? Holy. For I am the Lord your God. Keep all my decrees by putting them into practice. For I am the Lord who makes you holy. I am the Lord, Jehovah. Makedesh. I am Jehovah Makedesh. I am the Lord who makes you holy. Holy, who 
cleans you up. I am the God who removes the impurities from your life. So to be like God is to be holy. And so God is a holy God. What does it mean that God indeed is a holy God? It means that he has supreme power and authority because God is holy. There's no impurity in him. There's no corruption in him. There's no evil in him. He is completely powerful and has supreme authority. There is no way that God is corrupted or can be corrupted. It means also that God, his majesty is matchless. There is no one like our God. I worship you, almighty God. There is none like you. No one like God. Completely set apart, different, uncommon. And because he is holy, he can be completely trusted. Because there is no evil in him, there's no corruption in him, there's no twisted or twistedness or perversion in him. It means that any aspect of God's work in your life or what he wants to do in or through you, you can completely trust him. We begin our understanding of Jehovah Makedesh, this great and beautiful name of God, by understanding that our God is holy. Say together with me, God is holy. Declare it again with me. God is holy. Here's the second principle for us today. And this is the heart, heart of my message, the second principle today. God is committed to making us holy, making us whole, and making us wholesome. I've used three words here, and all of these go together. There is no wholeness without holiness. There's no holiness without wholeness. And all of this produces wholesomeness in your life. You live a wholesome life. And so God is, here's a key word, he is committed. He's made a commitment to you and me that he wants to make us holy and whole and wholesome or to make us like him. Now, this is a beautiful promise but it also provides to us a significant dilemma because we have a dilemma. The problem is this. What God is, we're not. Let's let that sink in for a moment. God is holy, but we're sinful. This is God. This is us. Someone's thinking, that's not me. Yeah, that's you. Okay. <laughs> it's all of us. All of us enter into the world as sinners. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all have this sinful nature. We inherited it from Adam, our forefather, and because of that we've been born in disobedience to God and rebellion against God, and we are, we are affected by sin. We live in a world of sin. We have sinful natures, and so we ourselves, we have this problem that here's God, he is holy, and here's us, we are sinful, and you can't mix the two. If I were to pour this into this, then this would no longer be this. You can't mix unrighteousness 
with righteousness. You can't mix unholiness with holiness and have holiness remain holiness. And so God is set apart and here we are. And the question is, how do we ever have a relationship with God? And that's why Paul says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. We have the opportunity. I'm going to talk about that more in just a moment of how we're able to be made holy because of what Christ came to do for us. But we must understand we've got this problem. But God promised to help us with this problem. You can never make yourself holy. You can't do it. No more than I could command that glass to clean itself. I could stand here for the next five hours and command that glass, this dirty glass, clean yourself, clean yourself, clean yourself. And five hours later, it would still be dirty. And the same is true for you and me without the grace and help of God at work in our lives. No matter what we do, we can never clean ourselves up enough to be holy, to be like God. We need something beyond ourselves. We need God to help us. And here's this promise that we find in Leviticus chapter 20, verses 7 and 8. Again, we go back to it. So set yourselves apart to be holy, for I am the Lord your God. Keep all my decrees by putting them into practice. But please notice this, for I am the Lord who makes you. When I read that, I can breathe a sigh of relief. Because what I want to be, I can't be. What I want to do oftentimes, are you like me? You want to do the right thing, you end up doing the wrong thing? Are you like me? You try to do the right thing, you end up doing the wrong thing. You try, you do the wrong thing, you want to do the right thing, and you just can't ever get it right. So how will I ever be like this? And God says, look, I am the Lord. I do what? Make you. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah right there. Okay? Now, You say, well, that's the Old Testament. Okay. I'll give you a New Testament one. You ready? Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 23 and 24. Now may the God of peace. Read these words with me. Make you. Who's making you holy? The God of peace make you holy in every way and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God, who will make it happen? God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. So we see in this name Jehovah Makedesh, we see that God has such a longing to have a relationship with you and me, such a desire to have fellowship with you and me such a passionate longing to connect with us and to bless us that he took upon himself the task of making us holy, the task of making us whole. So how does God do this? How does God make us holy? Well, there's some things that he uses in your life and my life to accomplish that work. There are ways that God works in your life to clean your glass out, to purify your life, to filter out the impurities. First of all, it happens through salvation. Salvation is coming to faith in Jesus Christ, putting your life in his hands, believing that he died on the cross for your sins, that Jesus rose from the grave, that he is the Savior and the Redeemer, realizing that your works will never be enough to get you to heaven, but Jesus 
accomplished the work on the cross by, by being sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. Can I ask you a question today? Are you saved? Are you saved? Do you know Jesus as your Savior? I'm not talking about do you go to church. I'm not talking about are you religious. I'm not talking about do you do nice things for people. I'm talking about is your name in the book of life. Do you know that you've received Jesus in your heart. Are you born again. Do you know that you've met Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. Because that's where the cleaning process starts. It will never start unless you have a relationship with God. You have to have a relationship with God through his son Jesus. You can't be good enough to get to God. Jesus was your goodness for you. Paul writes to Titus and says this. For the grace of God, not what you did, but what God did, what he gave to us undeservingly. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people as those who believe. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasure. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. While we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ will be revealed. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin to cleanse us and to make us his very own people totally committed to doing good deeds. And I ask you today, are you saved? If you're not saved, today is the day you need to put your faith in Jesus as Savior and Lord of your life. That begins this whole process of moving you and I from this to this. Which would you prefer to be, this or this? I prefer this. How about you? And it starts with salvation. Then there's something else that needs to occur in your life. If you're going to move from this to this, there's salvation. Then second of all, there's the filling of the Holy Spirit. You and I need the power of God to move from this to this. I can't get here by myself. I need power in me that is supernatural. Because my natural is bad. How about yours? You got a natural bad like I do? We all have natural bad. It's called the flesh. And so the flesh is against God. And so my natural bad is, is, is bad. Okay. And your natural bad is bad too. And so I need the spirit. I need something that is supernatural to help me get from the bad to the good. Because I don't have the power myself to do it. Neither do you. And so God says, I'm going to give you my spirit. And notice the name of the spirit of God. He is called the Holy Spirit. So God says, I'm going to put my spirit inside of you. And as the spirit lives in you, the spirit of God's going to work in you in such a way that you now, as a saved person, begin to get cleaned up on the inside and have the power to do what you couldn't do alone. And that's what we see in Galatians 5, 22 uh, and 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There's no law against these things. That is, if I'm going to love the way I need to love or have the joy I need to have or the peace I need to have or be as patient as I need to be or be as kind or good or faithful or gentle or self-controlled as I need to be. I can't do that by myself. I need the power of the Spirit in me. And God uses His Spirit to make me holy. I'm saved. It helps make me holy. Brings me into holiness. 
The power of God's spirit makes me holiness. And then there's a third thing that Jesus uses, God uses to clean up your life. It's guidance from his word. The Bible is, a, is, is, is a, an agent of cleansing for your life. Did you know that? Every time you open up the pages of the Bible, you're being washed by the water of God's word. That's what the scripture says. It's the washing of the water of the word of God in your life. Whether you realize it or not, as you're sitting here today, you're getting a shower. And some of you needed one when you came in, okay? You're getting a shower because God is washing you with the water of his word. I have a little dog. His name is Tyler. And Tyler is my buddy. We have a lot of fun together. But there are times when Tyler starts stinking. But Tyler doesn't know he stinks. He runs and jumps in my lap, just like always. And I'm saying, you stink. I'm going to give you a bath. He doesn't ask for a bath. He doesn't even know he needs a bath. His little tail is still wagging when he stinks, okay? But I know when he needs a bath because I smell the stench on him and he gets a bath. Many times in our lives, we don't realize we need a bath from God and we need it regularly. You better not be showering once a month. Let me just tell you that, okay? (laughs) It's better to shower in God every day of your life and certainly to shower as you come to God's house for the receiving of God's word. Guidance from the word of God. It washes us. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you're truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. He says in chapter 17 as he's praying to his father, talk, Jesus talking to his father, make them, that's us, holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. And so where, does tr- where is truth found in the word of God and what does truth do? It makes us holy. It makes us holy. Then fourthly, how does God move you from this to this? Let me ask you, do you want to be from here to here? Amen. Do you? All three of you? That's great. Let me ask it again. (laughs) Do you want to move from this to this? Amen. I don't want to be this. I want to be this. How about you? I'm not there yet, but I'm moving there. Okay. And that's the direction of my life. How about yours? Okay. So if that's going to occur in my life, how does it happen? Well, the next thing that has to occur is this. We need the healing and restoration of our souls. Okay. Let me quickly explain this. I'm going to get into this much more in depth uh, next weekend and the following weekend as we talk about Jehovah Rohi, the Lord who is our shepherd. But I'm just going to touch on this briefly today. If you have wounds inside of you and hurts inside of you that you've never brought to God, bitterness in your soul about something that's occurred in your life, anger that's hidden inside of you, uh, just things that you stuff away in your life emotionally and mentally that you pack away here, it's going to affect how you live your life. And it usually affects you for the worse. It causes you to behave in ways that are less than holy, less than honorable, less than whole or wholesome. And so God makes us holy by healing us on the inside. This is what the psalmist said. As I said, we'll talk more about this the next two weekends. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Then notice this. He leads me in paths of righteousness. Notice what comes first. He restores my soul. And then as he restores my soul, what is the natural response of that? He leads me in paths of 
holiness or righteousness for his namesake. So the healthier you get on the inside, the more righteousness will be possible and will be present in your life. Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make Him the Lord of your life, to turn over all your life to Him. And that begins with a very simple prayer. I want to lead you in that prayer right now, and it's a prayer that you can pray right where you are. Say these words, Jesus, I invite you into my life today to forgive me of all my sins. I need you. I want you. I want you to take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says, when we call on God's name, when we call on the name of His Son, Jesus, there is salvation that is brought to our lives. He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word. And make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you and make you a blessing. Hi, this is Pastor Dale O'Shields of Church of the Redeemer in Gaithersburg, Maryland. I want to invite you to tune in to our weekly radio program titled Practical Living right here on WAVA every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. And I also would encourage you to join us for one of our weekend worship services. All the information about services and locations can be found at our website at church-redeemer.org. That's church-redeemer.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.